a carburetor upgrade to the best one ever made. It's Rhyme and Reason, episode 303. There's a rhyme and reason for your life. There's a rhyme and reason why you're... Hey there, Tony here. How you doing? All right. How's July going for you? Did you have a good Independence Day? We had a very low-key one here. It was uh, just one of those years that we decided not to go... Uh, brave the maddening crowds, and we stayed in, and I suggested that we do some digital fireworks, but Elgeline wouldn't go for it. So anyway, we saw some out in the backyard like we usually do. You can see them over the Broadmoor here in Colorado Springs. We live fairly close to there. And that's not actually what I'm going to talk about in this episode. I want to share a little story time with you, take you down a path I don't normally go down, maybe, oh, a time or two before. But this is about a carburetor upgrade. Metaphorically speaking, back in 1989, my little Toyota pickup was only 10 years old. Little did I know I'd be driving it another 30 years beyond that, including up to this very day, as a matter of fact. And uh, even though the tough little machine was running like a top, I was actually working on the best carburetor upgrade that I'd ever get in my whole life. Again, metaphorically speaking... Please, allow me to explain, if you will. Another little smooth-running engine popped onto my radar in 1989, back in 89 again. And I'm using a metaphor. I want to keep saying that, and maybe I shouldn't in this case, because I'm talking about a beautiful woman. I'd been writing to this lovely lady for about three years, and pretty much any time I actually received a reply, which wasn't very often... It would just be telling me to stop writing to her. Now, if that's not an invitation to love, I don't know what is. Well, anyway, somewhere around March of that year, 1989, I finally got a letter back telling me if I was still interested, I could call. And, of course, I said, get out of my face. I don't ever want to talk to you. No, actually, I said, uh, hmm, this is interesting. She's interested. Well, she actually, in that, um, in that letter, gave me her phone number. And um, I know what you might be thinking at this point. Well, what's this got to do with the carburetor upgrade? Get to the point. Patience, patience, okay? I called the fair maiden, and we had a nice, long-distance conversation. And back in 1989, as I keep mentioning, that still meant paying fairly big bucks on the old phone bill. But I, I just didn't care. I lived in Colorado, and she lived in Florida, and I knew she wouldn't be on the market for long because she was sizzling, as I say. She's (laughs) the carburetor I'm talking about. And I was at an extreme disadvantage with the other guy since I lived about 1,500 miles away. Now, as it turned out, this lovely lady had already been aware of how incredibly handsome I was all along, of course, but she... She couldn't follow through or respond positively due to other circumstances in life, which will just go beyond this and not I'm not going to include it. So, okay, to shorten this story somewhat, I'll just say I started writing to her more regularly. In fact, every single day. And she still has a big, I don't know what that is, some sort of bag full of letters that I wrote, and that proves that I still have proof that I did this. I wrote her every single day, and in some cases, multiple times a day, and would send those in a, you know, like a bundle. And thanks to my 
power-packed writing style and the aforementioned good looks, of course, the the lady succumbed to my charms and, and agreed to prepare for a visit from me. So I think maybe I ought to condense this even more. I made some trips to Florida. She made a trip to Colorado. I wrote her a bunch of songs. One of them was called Little Carburetor, which was a metaphoric song about her. And in August of that year, again, 1989, I actually asked her to marry me. She actually said yes, and she did marry me. Not that year. We married in February of the following year. And we're still together. So, again, she's the carburetor upgrade I've been talking about. The best upgrade I ever made. And uh, here's the over seven minutes demo version of the song I wrote. Uh, to drive home the point. Hope you forgive the pun. And I'll be right back. Well, not right back. It's over seven minutes. But I'll be back after this song, Little Carburetor. Yeah. 
I said it was a demo version, right? It's a long song, I realize. Maybe I'll revamp it one of these days, put some uh, new instrumentation in there and do an, an updated version of it, make it sound better and do it with my much more mature vocals now. And that one was recorded in a motel room. I can still see myself sitting there in, in front of my Yamaha 4-track, MT-1X 4-track, which, gosh, that'd be cool to have because I still have some of the master tapes. Well, anyway, that does it for this episode of Rhyme and Reason, brought to you by TonyFunderburk.com. Please visit my site, do anything you can to support me. And by that, I mean all the money that you could possibly send my way. Send it. Send it now. Send it in large sums and small bills. I'm just kidding, of course. Uh, Your support, you know, by liking or adding comments or following me or, you know, all those kind of things. But mostly going to TonyFunderburg.com and listening and commenting and, you know, whatever you can do, whatever you feel like. And if you don't feel like it, then don't do it. But I appreciate you tuning in here at the old Rhyme and Reason uh, show. I don't like to call it podcast anymore because I might like to use it elsewhere. So it's Rhyme and Reason, and this was episode 303, brought to you by Tony Funderburg.
Creation.com, and of course, The God of Creation. And this is uh, Tony once again reminding you that there is a rhyme and reason to life because God made you. There's a rhyme and reason.